Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Before I Die podcast, episode 155. Big week for the Buffalo Bills, big week for the Buffalo Sabres, big week for the for the young man over in Chicago, Illinois. It's wedding week for the kid. Let's go. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, ready to do the thing. Been planning for like a year and a half now, so just ready to get it rolling. Yeah. So shout out Ethan getting married this Saturday. So right off the bat here, probably won't have a, have an episode next week, which, um, you know, it actually aligns nicely with the, the bills by week coming up this week. So, um, look We're out planning for by me. Yeah. That was just the football gods came down and really gave us some, uh, some good luck there without having to, you know, I'm flying back from the wedding on Sunday it would have been um, a little aggravated if I had to miss the bills game, but you know, it worked out. So, um, so yeah, shout out to Ethan. Should be a fun weekend. Um, but we're here to talk about the Bills and Sabers, Buffalo Bills. The the latest edition of Bills Chiefs obviously happened this past weekend. Bills come out on top. We will be talking about that this episode, per usual. And then the Buffalo Sabers regular season has begun. Uh, home opener, another game on Saturday against the Panthers. Unfortunately, I was not able to watch that one. So Ethan will hopefully. Uh, catch me up on that front, but I, you know, did watch the the first game, first W of the season as well. So, Bill yeah, Sabers, what was swing. going on during Saturday when you're just not available to watch the game? What's going on? I was golfing. I'm trying to soak in some last golf here. The fall season it was a beautiful fall. It's been a beautiful fall in upstate New York so far. So I was out golfing, soaking up that last bit. Um, I know because you usually like to chime in when I'm like shooting some texts off usually like to have some opinions there and then, you know, you're dead radio silent. And then what the next day you're, you're like, did, did Kachuk, you know, throw a cheap shot. I'm like, what were you doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's 82 games in the season. I was golfing. Like that's just what, that's what I was doing. We talked <laughs> about how important it is for the Sabres team to get off to a good start and you're golfing on game two. All right. Don't act like you don't miss games ever here and there, but not game two. On well, game two, whatever. I mean, you could argue. I could make the argument that game two is not as important as game seventy nine. Game two is just as important as, as game seventy nine. All right, let's get past this here. I wasn't able to watch the game. I was too busy striping it on the links. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I did watch the first game, uh, and uh, obviously got the W there. But yeah, we'll talk about Bills Sabers full swing here. Bills and Sabers now, as we talked about last episode. You know, this is when the pod really you know hits its stride. Um, and and to be honest, you know, if I'm being honest here, you know, the yeah, be Bills, honest, <laughs> the, the Sabers maybe kind of you know took one for the team this past weekend. As we know, the Bills and Sabers hate winning on the same weekend. So um, I actually did place you know the classic Buffalo parlay didn't hit, but the Bills were able to pull out the W. So maybe a little um, you know strategic move by the Sabers there, knowing it was a bigger game for the Bills. Um, but that's where we're going to start here. Bills with the win over Kansas City, in Kansas City for the 100th time in a row, never playing Buffalo until the playoffs this year, maybe. Um, but 24-20 was the final score. And, uh, you know, Ethan and I both projected a, a tight game, a tight Bills win, which is what happened. We thought it was going to be maybe a little bit more high scoring. Shout out to Tony Romo, though, who did nail the, the score of a 24-20. Um, but another great classic game between these two teams. You know, we've talked about it for a million times, but this is that new rivalry in the NFL. They'll be playing every year, um, you know, regular season, regardless, I think is just going to be, you know, a game every year. I think they're already penciled in to go back to Kansas city next year for another regular season game, which is just crazy again, but doesn't matter. Um, 
it was just a great classic game from from start to finish. Uh, you know, Chiefs and Bills both had uh, injuries in the secondary, and you know, Allen made plays, Mahomes made plays, but at the end of the end of the game here, I mean, Allen made more plays, and, and our defense stepped up. So, um, if we want to get going with short term, long term here, Ethan, I'll hand it over to you to get your initial thoughts on this game. Um, but obviously a huge one and we, you know, we said it last episode, it doesn't matter. And you know, what happens in this game necessary until we do it again in January, but nonetheless, still just great to beat this team and, and kind of more of a, a, you know, we said it last week, a benchmark win, um, you know, to see where we're at. And, and it was nice to get that one kind of leg up on everybody in the AFC right now. Yeah. I think short term wise where I'm at is I ain't scared of anybody. Um, we talked about Von Miller coming into this game, being that X factor, being the guy that wasn't there last year. And he lived up to the hype. The guy was an impact player, closed out the game, two big sacks. I think he had four or five tackles, a couple tackles for losses. He was a problem all night for the Chiefs D-line. And the other part that we talked about was Tyreek Hill's absence. And I think that was definitely felt by the Chiefs. They did have Juju and Kelsey go for over 100 each, but I, I still think that they're they're missing that extra oomph that Tyreek Hill uh, brings and, you know, makes a defense you know, game plan for. So, yeah, initial, initial reaction is who's going to beat this Bills team because this is a complete team that's only going to get better when Trey White returns. I think I think the Chiefs were the first time, Sam, and you might disagree, but I think that was this was the first game of the year when I thought our corners got exposed a little bit. There was times when Mahomes was just getting rid of the ball too fast for the pass rush to make a difference. And the chiefs receivers were beating the corners off the ball. So I think getting Trey white back is going to be huge uh, come playoff time when you play this team again, but yeah, short term wise, you know, initial reaction gun to the head is this team is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I just, think... I'm not like they're the class in the NFL. Yeah, I think I'll counter a few of those things. My my short term is is Von Miller might be the greatest free agent signing of all time here. Um, as yeah. you said, I mean he just he just it's exactly why we got him. He, he made timely plays. The sacks that he made, the the tackles that he made were very timely. Um, and, and just to go off a few things you said, I don't know if the corners necessarily got exposed. I think the pass rush, like I said, I think the pass rush was timely when it need to be throughout the entire game. If you watch it, you know, from front to start, our pass rush wasn't great. Like throughout the game, like he, he wasn't was getting, consistent. He, he had a lot of times on a lot of these plays where, you know, I, I think on their touchdown on, um, on third and goal where they would have went for it on fourth down anyway, but on third and goal, when they went up 20 or maybe it was their last touchdown in the game, I don't know, to tie it 17, 17, um, Mahomes was standing there forever and there was good coverage forever. And then, you know, eventually someone's going to get open and, and Elon was honestly on the guy. He just didn't look over fast enough. Like he was standing in the pocket for a while. So I think throughout the game, the pass rush, like I was honestly a little bit, you know, dad and I were talking, we're like, it, it needs to get there. Like he has a lot of time. The difference was, the, is what I said with Von Miller is the timeliness of the, our pass rushes when it needed to step up. It did when the sacks needed to come, they did. Um, and that was the difference between last year, you know, a, a bills team last year and this year. So, I don't know if I necessarily completely agree with the the corners being exposed because, you know, we did only give up 20 points. I know, you know, Mahomes still threw for over 300 yards. I think a lot of credit goes to the Chiefs offense. That's just the Chiefs and and how they are. You know, they're a good offensive football team. Um, and then obviously the timely interceptions like Elon with a great play with a with a ball that Mahomes probably should have threw away in that first 
you know, drive for them. And then obviously Taron Johnson at the end. Um, but yeah, short term for me, Von Miller, greatest free agent signing of all time. It was exactly, he's been exactly what we've looked up to um, and exactly what we've expected out of him so far. So uh, after that game, that's a, that's a, the first thing that came to me. Also, I'll add one more short term in there. And I, and I, this goes into my short term pretty much every week because it happens every single game. But if we're zoning in on players here, it's just go, you got to you got to tip your cap to Josh Allen again. It, it's almost like the short term yep. years. Josh Allen's the greatest quarterback ever, too, because I mean, the, the hurdle, man, like I wish there's a camera on me when that hurdle happened, because I was so fired up. Like I got up like fist pump, like absolutely just fired up for that. That gets me going every time. Like this guy just whips these plays out out of nowhere, seems every week and and we've seen him hurdle guys before, which is crazy to say, but it, it doesn't get old. So Josh Allen, Von Miller, your star showed up when they needed to best players all, of all time, short term, moving to the long term here. Um, you know, if I, if I'm taking a step back here, pers- perspective wise, I mean, it, it's exactly kind of what we, we said last week, regardless if we got the win or loss, we said the same thing. It's only October one game. It's only October here. It's week six. You know, the chiefs, we beat the chiefs last year and, Guess what? Neither team got the one seed. So listen, a lot of season left. You can look at the schedule and you can, and you can start getting excited because the schedule does start to get weaker. I think, you know, Ethan keyed on this in our season preview. He said, if we can get to the buy, you know, four and two, he'd be happy. Well, we're five and one now. So right. you look at that schedule down the line and, and you're pretty excited for this thing, but you got to take a step back and you got to stay the course. And hopefully this team is now mature enough. They're um, experienced enough over the past couple of years where they know, you know, every game matters and this wasn't the Super Bowl and this wasn't everything to the season. So it's only October, man. J- you know, playoffs is where we got to prove it. And and that's the, that's obviously the long-term vision here. Yeah. I think my long-term is similar to you. I mean, you, you're going to play this team again in the playoffs. I'm so, like, there's just no way around it. These teams I'm, I'm convinced are bound for a collision course. In the AFC Championship, and the NFL will do anything in its power around. to make it happen. Exactly, and and we've seen crazier things in the NFL. Don't get me, tw- don't get it twisted. I, I kind of downplayed this game, I think, a little bit last podcast um, when you're, you know, we were talking about this in the preview section. But this is massive when it comes down to tiebreakers, home field advantage. We what we have a two game lead on the Chiefs now uh, for for that number one seed. The number one seed is huge. Don't. That's another thing that you can't downplay too. I think. Maybe over the past couple of years, we've I, I think we haven't appreciated as much as you know what the seeding means in the playoffs. You know, we have kind of been in that mindset. It's like, you know, get us in and it's like a second season. It doesn't really matter. We'll play anybody. And it, you know, having the playoffs go through Buffalo this year would be incredibly important for the goals that this team has in set in front of them. Not having to go there's another saying right in football where it's hard to beat a team twice. And so, you know, if, I, if I'm a Chiefs fan, that's the kind of the medicine I'm taking right now. It's like, okay, we're going to get them again and we're going to beat them the next time. God forbid that game is an arrowhead. That game needs to be in Buffalo because I think if if this Bills team plays the Chiefs in the playoffs again in Arrowhead, I'll tell you for sure, I don't think we're going to be favorited. And I think it's going to be a really, really tough situation for the Bills to win that football game. On the flip side, if you tell me that they're playing the Bills, you know, in Buffalo in the playoffs, I'm very confident. Like I, I, it's that mu- it's that important to me that that home field in the playoffs at this point, right? And so, yes, this game was huge. Yes, it was an unbelievable victory. Yes, Josh Allen and Von Miller were the best players on the field. But stay level headed. It is only one game. You're going to have to beat this team to get to the Super Bowl. 
And so, you know, it's a week by week league. You know, the Bills always like to say, you know, we're one and oh this week, we're one and oh this week, we're one and oh this week. And as a fan base, I think we gotta, you know, take a step back and realize that that's kind of the mindset we gotta have for the rest of the season, too. We can't take any opponent lightly. We just saw what the Steelers did to the Bucks as double digit underdogs on the road. Or excuse me. I mean, I think that were the Steelers home, the Steelers were home. But yeah. regardless, I mean, it this is this NFL this year is so crazy. Outside of the Bills and Chiefs, I don't think there's a team that you can kind of set your watch to winning at this point. And so you can't really Eagles. get complacent. Eagles, you're right. I, I, I can't, you can't really get complacent. Um, and it, it's kind of like an any team can kind of really be any team league this year. It's always like that, but this, this year even more. Yeah. And so the one and all weekly mindset is going to be huge for this team down the stretch. And, you know, enjoy the bye week too. I mean, I think, like you said, I said in the beginning of the season, going going in the bye, if we we're four and two, I'd have been ecstatic. Sitting here at five and one, I think we're in a great spot. Having said that, I think we're going to, you know, maybe get into this a little bit later, though. Coming out of the bye week, I think our schedule is a little tougher than I would have anticipated going into the into the year. Um, so, well, no, I'd, I'd say it was the I say it's the opposite. I'd say going into the year, I'd think coming out of the bye, the Packers would be a lot better than what they've shown. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold that the pack. I, I I get like the Packers just lost back to back games to the Giants and the Jets. I still think that team's going to be okay. Um, no, I I agree. I agree they're going to be okay, but it was the opposite of what you said. No, but the like I'm looking at the Vikings. I didn't think that they'd be as good as they were. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are calling them fake five and one team, but either way, yeah, either way, they're five. You are what your record is in the NFL, and then also like what we got. Packers, Jets, Vikings, I think, out of the bye. Yeah, so I guess the Jets, Jets would be the, the Jets surprise. are much better than people <clears throat> have anticipated. I, I'm still not scared of them at all, but, I mean, sitting there at 4-2, and two, beating the Packers, and, you know, not having Zach Wilson for the beginning. They're just – that defense is very good. I'll be honest. That Jets defense is very good. Yeah. Um, little, little stat. That was Mahomes' first loss in the NFL as an underdog. He was 7-0-1 against the spread as – or I think maybe even straight up as an underdog. So – that was a little tidbit that people like to throw around um, that, you know, he was a dog at home. there. kind of crazy to think about. Also, um, you know, you're talking about getting a leg up on the Chiefs for that one C, which is huge. The, the other three division leaders in the in the AFC right now, you got Chiefs are first in the AFC West. Ravens are first in the AFC North. Titans are first in the AFC South. Who beat all those teams? Yours truly, the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, we got a leg up on all these teams here. So, which is which is huge going into the you know final stretches of trying to you know lock down that one seed. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, you know, talking down the line here, but if we're talking tiebreakers, we're talking you know Bills having that advantage right now, just having those three wins over the other three division leaders. So, um, this team's legit, man, and and I mean it's no it's no surprise really. Uh, were you going to chime in there or something? No, I th- I mean the only team that did have a leg up on us with the Dolphins and they've kind of faltered there too a little bit. I know that they've yeah, lost some, some quarterbacks, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, so great win. Um, I, I don't know. Was there anything else we want to talk about with this game specifically? I mean, I feel like we should highlight some things. Um, I mean, I know we talked about Von Miller, but I mean, I mean the Taron Johnson interception, if we want to talk about that a little bit, I mean, this guy, you know, he, he might be the most clutch, you know, interception guy of all time, right? He's got the interception pick six against the Ravens in the playoffs. What was that last year or the year before? 
Um, and then obviously this one to seal the deal. So that was just a great play by him. Uh, I've seen a couple of breakdowns of that play and that all came down to Von Miller getting pressure, Matt Milano spying the quarterback, which I know a lot of people on Twitter were talking about, you know, Leslie Frazier's defensive adjustments in the second half. Um, and then Taron Johnson just coming up and making an unbelievable, unbelievable play there. Uh, and, that, and that was the other thing, like how I said, you know, the NFL will do it anything in its power to have the bills meet the chiefs in the super bowl again, or sorry, in the, in the playoffs again, or, you know, just have any, any drama, like, like that was the most clear interception of all time. Why did that review take like five minutes? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like classic. They were like looking for any specific reason that that ball hit the ground or something. I was standing there watching. I'm like, that's, that's clear as day interception. Why, why are we standing here waiting for this to be reviewed for so long? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, like that's just how the NFL operates, but yeah. So, I mean, unbelievable play there seals the deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Milano, your boy Milano had another great game. And then, I mean, you, you know, you said the bye going into next week. I mean, hopefully we can get healthy. I know a couple of notes here, Spencer Brown got, you know, went down with an injury. Uh, so maybe he gets back after, uh, after a week off with a bye. And then I also, you know, lastly, I don't know if you had anything else. But lastly, I did want to give a shout out to Dawson Knox. Obviously, we talked about him, his struggles this year. He's been going through some stuff and then catches the game winning touchdown. So obviously a huge moment for him um, to be able to get that done with, with, you know, obviously everything that's been going on with him. So he uh, had a couple of nice catches. He wasn't, you know, as active maybe as he still wasn't necessarily as active as we like to see him. But he had a nice catch on the sideline and then, you know, none bigger than the touchdown there at the end as well. Also, shout out to my boy Matt Milano. Another sick game. I just said. I just said that. I'm giving him a shout out. <laughs> I said your boy. <laughs> I need to give him a personal shout out. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, I think we can move on from from that game. I think just the the biggest takeaway here is let's not get ahead of ourselves, folks. You know, long season to go. Not downplaying the win, but um, I mean can't say it any more times. Like we got to see this happen in the playoffs. Uh, but anyway, by next week. So we'll, you know, take a, take a break from, uh, you know, the previews. I mean, we're not going to have an episode next week. So I don't know if you want to talk about the Packers a little bit now while we're here. Um, yeah. We could just talk a little bit about what's coming up after the bye. We already hinted at that a little bit. We got Packers at home Sunday night football coming out of the bye, which is going to be an electric atmosphere again. Uh, it seems like every home our game, third home game, which is crazy. You know, that we're, what had three home games in the first eight weeks of the season. Yeah. So um, what are we looking at for home games? Are we going to be on a stretch here? I mean, we got Packers at home. Then we're back on the road for the jets. Then, then we're, we're back home. home and then we're back home for the Browns. So we'll have three out of our next four games out of the bye. We'll be at home. Uh, so I guess that helps a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 I think it helps the bills more having home games later in the season than early in the season, for obvious reasons. So, I don't hate it. You're getting a lot of road wins stacked up right now too. So time to settle in and let the building do its job. Uh, I think, I think this Sunday night game night before Halloween, it just seems like every home game this year is just an incredible atmosphere. You know, the biggest home games since forever. So th this is going to be an unbelievable game. You know, you got Rogers, Allen Packers definitely haven't been as good as predicted. Um, but you know, it's still going to be an unbelievable game. And then what you go to the Meadowlands and play the jets. And then after that, you're back home against the Vikings and the Browns before Thanksgiving. So, you know, I, I honestly think the bills can go four and older in that stretch. Um, I think if you can come out of that three and one, that's still very successful. 
And I think anything less than three and one would kind of be disappointing is kind of how I'm viewing these next four games. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Packers do play commanders this week before, obviously, we play them after that. Uh, so maybe looking at that, I mean, see if they get a bounce back game. I mean, I don't know. Rogers, it's weird, right? Rogers is, you know, we, he's he's golf, gotten off to slow starts before, but I feel like it's usually takes him less time than this to really get going. You got Brady and the Bucks who are like sucking now too. Like it's just a weird, you know, NFL. But with as, either as of those said. teams, they can they just have this switch where they can flip it at any time and just rattle off seven in a row. You know what I do, mean? Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. But do we think at some point that switch isn't like a just like not necessarily with them personally, but like if you look at just like like the complete teams like aren't as good as those team those guys used to have like yeah I you mean, know receiver wise there's nobody on that Packers team yeah, yeah so I I mean I'm just hard and then that rookie but yeah no, Dobbs nobody really scares you from a weapon standpoint Aaron that Jones is good is definitely overrated Aaron Jones is good but I just think that the line's not that good the receivers aren't that good and you know Rodgers is great but I, I still don't maybe he's gone down a little bit it's just hard it's hard to get excited with that team right now as a pack if you're a Packers fan yeah but I, I I'm still it's weird that I'm talking so down on them because like next week if they go hang a 30 point victory over the commanders I wouldn't be surprised I, given that commanders do suck but so you know I, I just think that they're 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 these veterans that have been around you know they can kind of feel out the first couple weeks and then all of a sudden they just flip a switch and it's like, okay, well, you know, did you forget about the Packers? Did you forget about the Bucks? So, yeah. Commanders might be even better now. I think Wentz got injured that that might help him to be yeah, honest. Heineke's we'll see if Heineke week. comes in and, and gives him a little spark, but yeah, we'll see how the Packers look and then, you know, maybe they get some rolling and um, I mean, either way, like you said, like it's still Rogers. It's a Sunday night game. It's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. Um, And even in the AFC, I'm, I was looking at, just real quick, looking at like the playoff picture, kind of who's going to be around at the end of the season. It is such a crapshoot outside of the the Bills and Chiefs, in my opinion. I don't know if you have any other opinions, but who's who's like your third and fourth teams in the AFC right now? I mean, I, I still am decently high in the Chargers, maybe. Um, you know, I think they have a lot of potential. I mean, I, I'm not a Broncos guy, not a Ray. Like, that division's obviously a lot worse than maybe we thought it was going to be to start the season. I, I was, you know, high on the Ravens. Like, I was very high on them, but they've they've struggled, obviously, here. They've given up, like, three straight blown leads against, obviously, the Dolphins, Bills, and then um, this past week against the Giants. So, I don't know, man. I, I would say Chargers just because I think Herbert's really good, but you never know what that coach. He's an absolute wild card. And then I've been saying it all year but I'm going to stick to it too with the Bengals. Like I just don't, you know, I can see them making the playoffs, but I'm not, I'm not worried about them, man. I think they're regressing. They've already shown they've regressed almost lost to the saints this past weekend. So I, I think they've kind of come back down to earth as well. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I if I had to either. say one team, I'll say, I'll say, you know, charters maybe look out for what the thing is we're recording before the Monday night game too. So people that are listening to this are probably oh, yeah, like, Dude, did you watch the game last night? <laughs> Russ Wilson just dropped 30 on them or, you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I, I'll i ask you one more question before we move on to the Sabres, too. Do you think that any other team besides the Bills is going to make the playoffs out of the AFC East? Because I was, you know, if you look at the standings I don't right know, now, man. I got to look at it deeper, I think. The deepest divisions in the league are the AFC East and the NFC East, which yeah. I, I think going into the season, you'd probably say those were probably the two of the weaker divisions. Yeah, I guess it. I mean, it's, it's hard to just, you know, I don't want to dodge the question here, but 
it's hard to look at it without seeing, you know, who everyone plays and everything, but I guess just the way I've seen everything play out so far, like, I don't know. I could see the Dolphins kind of collapsing, and and I know that they've been hurting. Like it's not. It, it sucks for them because Tua has been. He played very well, and but who knows what he's going to be like when he comes back. Um, I could see the Jets. You know, you know, four and two starts great, but you know the Bills got up to four and one, five and one starts back in the day with Fitzpatrick too, and you, you know how that goes. So, to be honest, I'm still not sold on the AFC East yet. I, I'm just not. I I would rather like if I was betting on this, if I'm a betting man, which you know some say I am. Um, <laughs> I would, you know, falter towards the Ravens to bounce back. And, you know, even though I'm lower on the Bengals, I'd probably favor them and, and the Chargers and the Raiders even. Like, I would, like, lean towards those teams to bounce back more over a Dolphins or a Jets team. Like, I need to see something from those teams first. Like, I would trust what Justin Herbert more. Nah, see, I'm still not, I'm still, I don't know, Bailey Zappi. Again, like, I'm still not there with the AFC East yet. I, I know it's been a weird start, but if I'm putting my chips in a basket here, I'm not putting in the AFC East besides the Bills. Okay, but just looking at the AFC East, you're more, I wouldn't say scared, but you think that the Dolphins and Jets are a bigger threat or have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Patriots? I think they're all the same. I would put them like equal, to be honest. I would say Dolphins a little bit more if they get Tua back, but to be honest, I think they're equal. Interesting. I don't know. I was looking at the Patriots, and I, I that schedule that they have is pretty easy coming up. I, I wouldn't like they might you might blink and they might be seven and three, eight and three. But who but they're not good. <laughs> Are they? I don't know. Like who's good then, you know? Everyone's the same. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's in the middle of the pack right now. Yeah. It's 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 wild. It seems like everybody's kind of three and three in the NFL right now. Yeah. But anyway, I guess uh we'll move on here. We'll go to the Sabres Sabres uh realm. Um, so yeah, they started their season, obviously first, uh, first game against Ottawa, got the W at home. Um, and then Saturday against the Panthers took the L and then their, I think their next game is tonight. As you guys are listening to this, they go on a West coast trip to, uh, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary. I think they play all those teams. They play Edmonton, uh, Tuesday night, but, um, you know, just starting from that first game, um, against Ottawa coming out with the dub, you know, I, I liked the, I liked what I saw from, a you know, from what my expectations were going to the season, I, I really did. And I think they came out shaky and, and, you know, we were texting throughout the game, the first period, I think as a young team, I mean, I mean that they made that a huge like point on the broadcast too, which was interesting. Obviously they have like five players that are 20 or 21 years old. They obviously have the youngest team in the league with an average age of 25 years old, which is insane considering you have a Poso and Anderson on the team, right? Like you take those guys off. What's the average age of the team? Like 23, right. which is just crazy. So I think first game of the year, you know, decent expectations in terms of like everybody, there's a, you know, more of a buzz around the, around the team this year, you have five 20 year olds who are playing, you know, significant minutes. It wasn't really a shock that they came out like that. Um, and they still hold, held their own. I think what did they, did they t- end up tying it after the first or was it, were they down after the first? I don't really remember, but I think um, it was tied at the end of the first, maybe, or, maybe we're down one, nothing or something, but we came back and, and took the lead pretty quick. Um, I don't know. I think the one thing I'd have to say out of that, out of that game specifically, and I know that the lines have been shuffled up kind of recently on morning skate this morning, Monday morning, I'm talking about. uh, And that's also one thing I did say in our kind of season preview episode last year, or sorry, last week was that, you know, look out for Granado to shake up the lines, you know, right out the gate. If he doesn't like something like he he's big on shaking up the lines. And we've seen that a little bit already going into the third game, but the, the Krebs Paterka cousins line, 
And I know people listening and say, oh, Krebs got like the mode of the fifth line or whatever. He might not even play. Like, I don't know if that's even true or not. He's, I, I don't know why he wouldn't play. I, I know what you're talking about. The, the tweet said don't read into this. I know. I know. I know it said don't read into it too much, but he was still playing there. So that's, I guess, why I'm not reading into it too much because what I was going to say is that line looked great th- on uh, on opening night. Like, and I, and I said that going into the season, I said, watch out for this line. Obviously, Paterka scored the first goal this season with a great feed from Cousins. I think Cousins has looked great so far. I, I, I mm-hmm. Him prime for a breakout season. So I liked that line. I liked that team, or sorry, that group of players playing. Um, and then I thought, you know, after watching the first game, again, only one game, but I thought, you know, another thought I had was Samuelson's deal is going to be a steal. Like, I think this guy was solid. He yeah. didn't even play like necessarily like unbelievable, but he had like a couple block shots, just nails in the defensive zone. So those are my things. Obviously, Dalene was a little bit shaky, but he still scored. So those were kind of my initial thoughts. I'll throw it over to you. Um, and yeah. maybe you can, you know, hand over more to that Saturday game as well. But that's kind of what I, I, I saw. Um, Friday or Thursday. And I like the resiliency of after the first period bouncing back and, you know, getting the W. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the team overall, my overall view after these first two games is that the team played very young. They had a lot of energy. They showed some flashes of skill, flashes of what they can do if they put the whole thing together, but there's still, you know, they're turning it over a lot. There's, maybe some dumb decisions on pinching way too many odd man rushes that they've been giving up in both these games. That's a, that's a consistent trend that I'm seeing that definitely needs to fix is the odd man rushes for and against are so lopsided on either of these games, right? It's, it seemed like Ottawa had, you know, 14, three on twos. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good point to bring up. They had so like Anderson played unbelievable. In the auto game. Yeah. I mean, they like three breakaways. stole them that game. It, it was a 4 1 game, but they had two empty netters. It was basically a 2 1 win. Um, they had four breakaways. He was four for four. And so uh, it was, there's just way too many high danger chances that they're giving up. Um, I will, I will say with that, um, what, and it's not necessarily a good or bad thing. You can tell the team is a lot faster in years past. Like it's it's a these games that we're watching now, and and it was and it's the classic, you know, inside joke between me, you, and dad, where you know, give an insight to the listeners where like 2018 or whatever it was, um, and the team was brutal. But after the first game, Ethan texted us and said, you know, this team's gonna be fun to watch, and it was just absolutely atrocious. But like, you know, <laughs> this year, like I, you know, this team is actually a high-flying, like modern NHL type looking team. They're fast, they move the puck a lot. The the thing is, giving up a lot of my rushes, like you said, I may, and I don't know if it was like this on Saturday. The the, the D were incredibly aggressive on Thursday, and I think that's what accounted for a lot of these yeah, rushes. Hundred percent pinching like crazy, which is high flying and exciting, but it's also kind of crazy. But that's also one thing that you know stepped out to me. Like Powers is pinching on everything. Sam is like everyone, well, that's, and that's must have been you know Granado just saying, "Hey, go out and do your thing." Oh well, yeah, and I was gonna kind of, I kind of like to do my arrow down, arrow ups. Yeah, and. An arrow down for me so far to start the season is power. I don't think he looks really? very good to start the year. Um, really? I thought I he looked... Dad, Dad loved his game on Thursday. You, you and Dad were like opposite ends of the spectrum Thursday. <laughs> a little, little another insight, funny tip was literally right before you texted us, like, it, I think it was when Labushin got his penalty, and, and it's classic also Dad jumping to conclusions way too quick, right? We're halfway through the first game of the season, and Dad's like, oh, this guy like sucks. Labushin. He's like, this guy sucks. Like, I like seen him play... For half a, a period, and then literally two seconds after Dad says that, we get a text from you. I'm loving Labushkin's game. <laughs> it was just are great you, timing. What do you think? Do you like him? 
I, I didn't I didn't mind him. I didn't think he was like unbelievable, but I didn't when, when that it was classic. Like I was like, dude, uh, like, we've seen this guy play for a period. Like you can't, you know, make that assumption yet. So yeah, I didn't mind uh, his game. It was just funny the way it like played out. And then you yeah. saying you don't like Powers game and dad saying, Oh, this guy's gonna be a stud. Like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I, I just like Labushkin's physicalness, but this yeah. is about power. I just think power's <clears throat> decision making and seems like he's like a step slow. I think he's a little timid out there on the defensive end. Um yeah, and I, I, I think that he's it just seems like he's a little bit a step behind. He's kind of reminded me of Darlene a year or two ago. So I'm I'm not I I've learned my lesson with Yeah, Darlene don't do this again. Because I look like an idiot now based on you know my takes a few years back about Darlene. He's on my arrow up. Another arrow, a couple of more arrow downs. My biggest arrow down is Casey Middlestat, which I've mm. been saying going into the year. I think he looks like the worst player on the team so far. Got to get him period. off the PP. Hundred percent. He's a liability on the PP. Decision making's atrocious. A turnover machine. <clears throat> and I and the biggest thing that stands out to me is what I talked about in the preview is that his his foot speed is just not there. Like he just takes so long to get going, you know, and he's just. His stride is just so short and choppy. It's just like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? It's like I'm skating <laughs> out there. It's not like an NHL guy. You know, I just always want to like, it's like I'm a jockey and I want to like, like get him on the rear end. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my last arrow down, and I hate to say this, is Thompson so far. Yeah. I think he's kind of started off to a slow start. Um, Got to get the monkey off his back. Yeah, I don't think he's like, he's got to be a little bit more selfish in my opinion. I, I don't think he's looking enough to score for himself. And I think he's playing a little timid. I'd like to see a little bit more physicality from him to use his size. Like I, I get it. You're still young and you're still learning, but take that next step and kind of be a bully out there. You know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more physical from him. Yeah, um, I mean, we saw it. The, like he was dropping the mitts in the preseason. Like, right. Like, we need like, that intensity. That? Yeah. And he was sniping in pre. It just seemed like, you know, the, the bright lights came on and he's kind of, maybe went into a shell a little bit um on the other side my arrow ups Darlene I think looks incredible to start the year had some couple bad turnovers but I, I mean the goods outweighing the bad obviously I mean he's got two goals in two games it's plus three um, I think talk about physicality I mean he's turned it up a notch from a physical perspective he's getting in the mix with guys too he's chirping yeah. at Kachuk he's just a leader he, you could tell yeah. you could see him become he's a really leader earned, over past couple he's really seasons. earned that A on his chest and then Couple more arrows up. You already mentioned Cousins. I thought looks real good to start the year. I'd like to see him get on the score sheet, but I, I like his game so far. Um, and then the the other one is uh, which you already or I don't think you mentioned is is Paterka. I think well talk talk to yeah, but I I think Paterka has been the best forward on the team to start the year. Period. Wow. Like he's electric out there. Yeah. Um, last thing that I want to bring up maybe before we round this out is, uh, is just the, you know, the, you know, your take, obviously I didn't get to see it. I was asking you about it, like you said, but just the take on the Kachuk situation and, and you know, the boys, I guess, rallying behind and didn't, you know, talk went over to kind of greet him after that. Right. And there was some, uh, intensity after, you know, with Darlene Sherpin and stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I watched it back. That was definitely a dirty hit. I mean, that's just Kachuk's game, right? He's that kind of player. He's going to get under your skin. Um, mm -hmm. do you think the, Sabres response was was good. Do you think they they handled it well? Yeah, I th I I thought that it was fine. I mean, did you have any problems with it? Well, I'm I'm asking you because I only saw kind of snippets of it. I saw Tuck go over to to, to oh yeah, Kachuk and, I mean, and... it was immediately addressed. It wasn't like 
you know, as soon as, as soon as the hit went down, Tuck went over and got in his face and started, you know, giving them the business. It wasn't, they didn't back down from that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's just why, um, kind of want to get to because i was you know, not that, like that's a that's an essential part passed. yeah well, i was just gonna say because that's just like an essential part to me you know of a, of a successful good team that's going to make deep playoff runs is is that kind of little stuff that you know you, you know happens after the play even right so um it's kind of stuck that we've seen develop out of darlene like you mentioned over the past couple of years and that guy's got some fire in him to start this year. I mean, he's 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 not messing around. He you can tell his confidence is an all time high. So, um, and and I like to see Tuck in, in the mix a little bit. I mean, Tuck's a, you know, talk about like Tuck. We you know he's obviously a very skilled player and, and he's gonna get on the score sheet a lot. Like he's a big dude too, so he needs to get in the mix a little bit as well. Just kind of like how you were saying with Thompson. But um, if you have any, I don't know, do you have any more thoughts on the Sabers before we kind of sign off here? Obviously, we got this West Coast roadie coming up. They got the Canadian teams yeah, they're a, playing Sabres after to, dark. It's a tough stretch to start the season here. I mean, McDavid's coming out on fire. We're playing them tonight. As you guys are listening to Tuesday, he's got what four tucks in two games already. He already had a hat trick. This guy is obviously the best player on the planet. So, yeah, you got what by Edmonton. Then you, you're playing Calgary on Thursday. Then I believe you got what Vancouver over the weekend and then Seattle. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a tough way to start the season. I mean, you got two tough games at home and then you got to go on the road. I mean, I, I know Seattle and isn't that good, but the other three teams are, are very good and you're playing, you know, West coast. It's always, it's always tough to play across. across got to weather the, the storm a little bit here. Yeah. I think if you could get out of there going 500, that's a W uh, you got to, you're definitely going to have to steal one, going to have goal, good goaltending. But yeah, it's a it's a tough start to the season. Hopefully, we can you know take two out of four there. Out of uh, out of those four four games, so obviously eight points on the line. I know you like to do this before we sign off. Out of those eight points, how many? I know you just said to split those games, maybe five hundred. Yeah, but out of the get, eight points, how many you, do you need? You get four points. I think if you get four points, that's successful. Four points. All right, there it is. Um, yeah, I got nothing else over here. Bills big win over the Chiefs, twenty four twenty. Sabers start the season five hundred so far. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening in. Go Bills, go Sabres as always. We will be off next week. Um, think maybe back the next week. I don't know what we'll keep everybody updated. Uh, but appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Peace. If I miss your birthday party, would I say sorry? No. Cause my head's on my heart, you didn't want none of me. If I slipped in, called you back, would you just want coffee or... Would you rather sit back underneath my sheets? If you hate me, if I'm crazy, if what you want to save me, I wish I never kissed you in my car on the first day with our clothes off in front of your place. So, Chloe, I'm killing me slowly. Thought I'd be okay with just one taste, but there's no I got a feeling that you wouldn't be